it's another Wednesday night. Here we are. It's nofilter.net again. Snipes and Stripes with my buddy Tim Peel. Buddy, I'm telling you, I, I, I don't know about you, but I actually really get excited about Wednesday nights because there's so much going on in the course of a week. And during the weekend, I sit there. I'm like, why don't we have a show on Saturday night? Because I could have to talk to Tim <laughs> Peel. We have to get on with all of our fans. We're going to talk about everything that's happened in the National Hockey League. There's so much stuff going on. And here we are, Wednesday, Snipes and Stripes, middle of the week. Everybody, thank you for joining. We really appreciate you being here. Uh, Nofilter.net, where you as the fan can come on and join our show by hitting the knock button in the corner. I'll be sure to reach in there, see who's coming on. We have a chat line. We'll in answer some of the questions on the chat line. And Tim Peel, my partner in crime, one of the best referees in the history of the National Hockey League, and I will say that from myself. Um, how you doing tonight? Everything, everything feeling good? I'm great, buddy. I'm pumped. We got uh, we got our first coach fired of the year, uh, fired this year. We've got uh, teams that were out of the playoffs a, a week ago today that are back in the playoffs. We got a lot going on, so I'm ready. Let's do it, buddy. Well, again, here, this week's show is now sponsored, again, by my Whiskey in the Wild, which I will be drinking a little bit of my whiskey tonight, and Bet Online, one of the best places to go find your best odds and the best place to play your your favorite games of the night. Bet online remains your top spot for your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All hoops action, along with sports available at your fingertips, with both desktop and mobile devices, are accessible. Head to Bet Online today. Remember to use your promo code Believe B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus at your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game begins. Goodness, that's Thank what we're going to do. We are going to pick some games at the end of the show tonight. We have been, I think, red hot. We, I think yeah. we both won our picks last week, so we will give our picks at the end of the show. Maybe for Thursday or maybe Saturday, we'll make a decision, but for sure, we're going to pick some winners that you guys can go for bet online to make sure that you win some money, put some money in your pocket. Tim, where are we starting first tonight? We are starting with our first coach fired this year and uh, Jay Woodcroft. I don't think it's a surprise uh, to a lot of people. I don't think it's a surprise to you and I. Maybe a surprise in the sense that the players in certain players. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Tim, we just got our first coach fired. We haven't even played 15 games in the league yet. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? And all, of all teams, of all teams, the Edmonton Oilers with the two best players in the league on the same team. So listen, you can't just say, "Well, we just we just got our first coach fired." No. This is a big deal. This is a team that a lot of people thought was going to go to the National Hockey League Stanley Cup Finals, and their coach is gone after 15 games. That's a big deal, man. It's a big deal, buddy. You're right. and uh, But I'm not surprised. Uh, unfortunately for Jay Woodcroft, I think he's a good hockey person, but he got caught in the crosshairs of, of two of the best players in the league that were underachieving big time in Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wouldn't be surprised whoa. at the end Stop. of the year. Time. I would be surprised at the Time. end of the year if Connor McDavid is leading the league in scoring. I'm telling you right did you now. Just, did you just say that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl were underachieving? 
Well, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Really? <laughs> I think the rest of their team is underachieving. I think the rest of their team sucks. Well, when Conor I think the McCabe... rest of their team, I think the rest of their team has done everything that they possibly can again to show that there's no secondary scoring. And I'm telling you, the, the, how like you cannot ever blame Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle for Jay Woodcroft getting fired. 100% you can. Are you kidding me? JR, when you're talking about secondary scoring, they only have two lines. They're not getting scoring from their third and fourth lines. It was the same way last year. So if Leon Connor McDavid was hurt, Connor McDavid was hurt for 10 days. So you get... if, if Leon and Connor are not producing, this team does not win. They do not, they are not built like Vegas. They are not built like Los okay, Angeles. So why, okay, so if so they, if it's Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid's fault, why don't you just trade them? Because you them. can't trade them. Why can't you trade them? You really? Be, really? You're, you're, just, you're calling them out and you're you're blaming them for them being fired, for James being fired. That's because they were doing nothing the first three weeks, four weeks of the season. Connor McDavid was 60th in goal score in, in points. Leon Dreisaitl was 27th. Unless these two guys perform and, and, and produce, this team does not go anywhere. That is so that, – that's one of the most unfair things I've ever I've ever heard. And, and, and Very fair. It's not fair because well, – It might not be fair, but it's because, a reality. Because, by the way, it's the, this team – the only reason this team has been good and the only reason this team has gotten to the third round and the only team the reason this team has made the playoffs is because of those two guys. So you exactly. can't say so you so and by the way, they cannot be that bad that a coach gets fired after 15 games. No, the yeah, coach got no 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 the coach got fired because he made a bad decision to change the way that the team plays and change the structure of their defense and go from a man on man to a box to a to a to a box system. Okay. I I agree with that. We've talked okay. about that. So, I agree 100%. Yeah, exactly. So you go from a man-on-man, -man, which the team does pretty well on, and they're rolling. They have – last year, you had Nugent Hopkins had an amazing year. So obviously he feels better about himself, so he's taking this year off. You have Evander Kane, who's, who's too busy arguing with the coach and his ice time rather than playing the game the proper way. And I can't even think of three or four other guys – on the team, Fogel maybe. Um, uh, what's the other guy from Toronto? Um, Zach Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman. Those guys are invisible. I'm blaming. I'm blaming the, the, the other guys again. And by the way, sometimes your top guys are going to be your top guys. It's up to other people to to pick up the slack. They didn't pick up any slack. Well, unfortunately, a lot, and not, not unfortunately, it's the reality of this business. A lot of people are also putting the blame on Ken Holland, and I'm a big Ken Holland fan. But the problem is, I get your point, but I'm telling you, it's been this way for the last three years. All right, let's see. Let let let's see. Let's see if one of our let's see if one of our guests, one of our listeners, will will agree with you or Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle reason for okay. Jay, Jay Woodcroft getting fired because I. I I'm shocked. I mean, we we talked before, but the fact that you were going to say that those guys are are to blame is cr it's crazy to me. Keenan, what's up, buddy? What's going on, pal? Hey, boys, how's it going today? Keenan, so listen, you, you you're an Edmonton fan, right? Yeah. 
Jay, I, I mean, I'm just Jay Woodcroft just gets fired. And my great friend Tim Peel says it's Connor McDavid's and Leon Dreisaitl's fault. Your thoughts? No, I cannot. Or it is not their fault. I mean, yeah, they haven't been producing, but they haven't been producing to their standards. That's the thing. Their standard, if they were on like any other, or if they had like, say, another team or less, like, less of the players that they are, we wouldn't even notice, like, no one would even notice or no one would even care. We need depth. We need depth down our bottom six. I can agree with that. Our defense, a little bit shaky, but I mean, and yeah, as I talked about last week, our goaltending subpar. However, Skinner has played a good last two games here. And I'm excited to see, looking forward, like tonight's game is really going to be the true test if it's just a New York Islander mishap or Seattle. I mean, we played great. We came out firing on all cylinders against Seattle. Hyman, like you've mentioned Hyman Invisible. You got a hat trick that first period, JR. I mean, it was great to see. Hey, listen, I'm glad he had one good game. I'm glad he had one good game. But again, well, I, it I mean it becomes it becomes a constant you have to you have to get a constant, you have to become consistent, right? right. And um Listen, this, hey, and Tim, this is why this is why No Filter is great because we bring on guests that actually that know exactly what's going on in the game. And they have great, they have great insight. And Keenan, your insight is amazing on this aspect. Um, uh, the the thing is, Jr. and I get Keenan's point, but the problem is if they were on any other team, but they're not. And and a week ago when we did the show, and I know he's moved up since then, but Connor McDavid was 60th in scoring. 60th in the league. Connor McDavid, I think everybody agrees around the National Hockey League, is the best player in the National Hockey League. Okay. He was underperforming. I think, and another thing, I think that the players were playing for Jay Woodcroft. I think they saw the writing on the wall. I thought, I think that how can you you stop playing for Jay Woodcroft? He's one of the nicest guys on the planet. The guy has not a mean, he has, doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Did they, did they stop? Did they stop p- playing for him because he went to a man-on-man defensive style system? There's been lots of nice coaches, Jr. that have been fired. Mike Kitchen was a great assistant coach for Joel Quenville. That's not what I asked you. I understand there's been a lot of, a lot of good guys fired, but why would the players stop playing for a guy that is as good a guy as Jay Woodcroft? Well, I don't think they initially – they didn't initially stop playing, but what happened is they're not getting goaltending. Their defense wasn't play, playing very well. Your two top guns weren't uh, uh, performing to to what we expect, and it just started to snowball. And then all of a sudden, it was like so the players. So the players literally threw Jay Woodcroft under the bus. I yeah. mean, such a short, such a short coaching stint that he got. Keenan, your thoughts? Keenan, what are your thoughts? We've lost Keenan. We lost him. Okay, we got to kick him out of here. I think he lost connection. Um, and the other thing is, Jr. And we got to touch on this. So they bring in Chris Knobloch. Uh, this is his first job as a head coach in the National Hockey League. He was an assistant coach with Philadelphia. He was he was the head coach in Hartford uh, this past season. Chris Knobloch was uh, Connor McDavid's coach back in junior. The person that hired him, the person that hired him was Jeff Jackson. Jeff Jackson is the president of the Edmonton Oilers. Jeff Jackson got brought on two years ago as the president of the Oilers. He is also he also was Connor McDavid's agent. 
Edmonton, Jeff Jackson, they are trying to do everything they can to keep the golden boy, to keep Connor McDavid happy. Let's bring in Jeff Edmonton's like, let's bring in Jeff Jackson, his former agent to be the president. Let's bring in Chris Knobloch, his junior hockey coach to, to, to be the coach. They are doing everything they can to keep him happy because they know that in two years, if he leaves, their franchise is in serious, serious trouble, but. Yeah, the captain, Ron Johnson, says, uh, we've seen coaches that should have done better, but they were so nice that it was way too easy to let them go. Is this is that the same situation with Jay Woodcroft? You know what? That's a great point that he just brought up because I mentioned two weeks or last week when uh, Bouchard from Edmonton made a bad pinch, resulted in a, in a go-ahead goal, made it 4-2 when the score was 3-2 at the time. And it was a mistake. Like it was a, it was a big mistake in the game and he was out the next next shift later. And I mentioned that in the show last week, like, I'm sorry, Jay, but you gotta, you gotta be a, a, a you know what, you gotta be a prick sometimes and you gotta sit the guy and sit him down for a yeah, shift. Yeah, but that, that doesn't happen in this day, in this game anymore. And Chris Blaine said, Kenny Holland is the problem. The problem, I blame her. I, I, I understand that aspect, right? I think Kenny Holland is just a, he's just a staple. He's just a, He's a totem pole out there. I don't think he has anything to do with what the team's doing right now. You know who has everything to say in this team? Connor McDavid, Knobloch, and Jackson. Jeff Jackson, yep. That's it. And 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 Connor McDavid. The fact that Connor McDavid said, Oh, I didn't know that they were gonna hire Knobloch as a coach Give is me a so break. full of crap. It's unbelievable. Give I mean, me come break. on. I mean, Connor, like you might, you might be not, you, like shy and kind of maybe naive, but we're not naive. We're we not. know, we know exactly why Knobloch is the coach of your team is because he was your coach in juniors. Like, don't <laughs> insult our intelligence in, in this aspect. Maxton brought in a coach that's never coached in the NHL as a head coach. Do you think he brought him in to coach Connor McDavid without consulting Connor McDavid? Give me no. A- it's 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 really it's really brutal. I mean the. Like don't don't insult our our intelligence. But, but you know, what? it wouldn't surprise me. I'm telling you right now, it would not surprise me if this team went on a run. They looked. You and I talked about it when when I I said the other week that Connor McDavid was aging in front of our eyes. This may rejuvenate that team. Of course, they're going to make a run. They got Connor McDavid and Leon Drysdale, the same guys that you just blamed for getting Jay fired. That's exactly why they're going to play. They're going to get this thing back on the rails. I mean, there it's listen they have one thing going for them and it's really early in the season they can they can put a good run on they can make the playoffs and once you make the playoffs anything can happen it's way too early to really to really get really crazy which is why i'm really shocked that jay woodcroft did get the axe i know jay he was my assistant coach in san jose he's a very smart hockey guy we were all singing his praises last year in the playoffs when the team played well and it's not much of a different team this year than last year. And then all of a sudden, it's Jay Woodcroft's fault. No. You know whose fault it is? It's the player's fault. It's the player's fault 100% why this team is not winning. And Jay took the hit. But it's not Connor's fault. It's not It's not, It's not. not Dreisaitl's fault. It's everybody else on the team's fault. This may not be a popular uh, opinion amongst GMs and so on and, and presidents of clubs. I don't think it's the player's fault. And I don't think it's the, the owner's fault. <laughs> Listen to me. Hold on. I wish I wish I could swear on this podcast right now. The fact that you're the fact that you're sitting here 
Tim, and telling me you don't think it's the player's fault is Jared, an absolute I mean, catastrophe it, of a discovery. This team is not good enough to get to the third round again in the Stanley Cup Finals. They don't have a third and fourth line. I'm telling you, I've listened, I've watched them, I've been to games in St. Louis watching the Edmonton Oilers. I was sitting with with your your old one of your old teammates, Jamal Mayers, or maybe you didn't play with him in San Jose, but Jammer and I were at an Oilers game last year. We're sitting there watching the game. And both of us said, this team is not built to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. They are not good enough on the third and fourth line. You can't. Nick, 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 just, Nick just said, Nick just said, Leon Dreisaitl gets, gets uh, traded. Do you believe him? Do you agree with him? They're going to do everything they can for him not to get traded. They want to keep those two. That's, that's their team. They don't have a third and fourth line. That team is not going to win, bud. I'm telling you right now. But then, what, you. then why, does, why does the coach get fired because of those two? Because Kenny Holland's not going to fire himself, right? He's not going to fire himself, and he can't. You can't make a big trade in in this day's salary cap uh, uh, constrictions and so on. It's not like years ago where you saw these blockbuster deals of three or four players. It's the the GM is not going to get fired. It's the coach that's going to get fired. It's the same way with every team in the NHL. The GM is not getting fired. It's going to be the nine times out of 10, it's going to be the coach. You and I both know that. If St. Louis starts to go on a fall, you think Doug Armstrong's getting fired? No, Craig Berube's getting fired. That's just the nature of the business. That's the way it is. We should talk. I'm looking, Zach Hyman's got eight goals. I apologize for giving it to Zach Hyman. He's got eight goals. He's been playing pretty well. Yeah, he's playing better. but, But on top of that, it's like, okay, got dry settle 13 points. I mean, this, this, I hate the whole situation. I'm, I'm, I feel bad for Jay Woodcroft. Um, team needs to be better. Uh, if I was Leon Dreisaitl, economic David, I would, I would, I would hope to God that they decide that, that Edmonton trades me because to, to deal with this same crap every single year of not getting any support is is got to be getting old for both of those guys, and mm-hmm. you know what's funny? I I actually listened to um, a good friend of mine, um, Sean Avery, to his podcast, and yeah. he said, "Does Connor McDavid look like an old man already at twenty five years old? He's right. just been brought through the ringer of stuff." Let's go to what? Trevor. Let's let's go that's to Trevor. What I, that's what let's I said. Trevor. Let's go to Trevor on the guest list here. But I said last week, I said he's aging like Benjamin Button in front of our eyes. Like. <laughs> there he is. What's up, Trev? What's up, JR? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. Here we are. We are back. We are flying high on nofilter.net. Snipes and stripes with my boy, Timmy Beal. Timmy just really blew my socks off. Yes. With a with a with just a, an absolutely just, just a crazy – and, and by the way, this is why I love the show because, you know, that's his opinion. It was a great opinion. It was a great line. I'm just going to disagree with him. Uh, did, did Jay Woodcroft get fired because of Leanne Dreisaitl and, and, and Connor McDavid? No, their whole team's been horrendous. They have no goaltending. That's NHL quality. Their defense has been horrendous. So I can we put – it's not Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. It's the rest of the players and management. Yeah, or, or can we just say that Jay Woodcroft did it to himself because he changed the whole system? Yeah, and also getting rid of Tyson Berry was the biggest mistake ever. Well, like he was, the, yeah, 
Could have been. That's been he was carrying that power play, and their power play has been horrendous this year as well. So that was, Kenny, that was Kenny Holland's mistake going for yeah. Ekholm, right? You that's, know, that's a great, that's great. Yeah, it's a great, great call at by you. Time, at the time, Trevor, I liked the Ekholm pickup. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, big defenseman plays hard, plays a lot of minutes. Um, I don't know. I don't. I okay. I don't know what who your team is, Trevor. No, fl- listen, no, this is this is a great transition. This yeah. is a great transition. Let's let's transition off of Edmonton. And let's, because I'm sure Trevor, you're a, you're a Chicago fan, right? You're a Chicago Blackhawks fan. Philadelphia Flyers, I've always been Philadelphia a fan Philadelphia Flyer of. fan. And by the yeah. way, another Philadelphia Flyer fan. Um, Plus, I, I I live in South Florida, so the, the current watches is where will Patrick Kane land right now? Because he's about it, to. That's, I had this conversation this morning on on my other podcast, which is after the whistle with mm-hmm. Greg Reve and Andrew Peters, which is a, a great great podcast. I highly suggest everybody go watch uh, every every Wednesday morning myself at nine o'clock Eastern time with After the Whistle with Craig uh, Craig Reve, Andrew Peters. But uh, we talked about Patrick Kane. Um, mm-hmm. I know this is a little bit off of our topic, but that's what happens, Tim, when we get our great guests like this. Um, I'm kind of thinking he's 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 got to go to some place that's going to have a chance to win. There's no way that that Patrick Kane goes to a place where he's going to lose. Everybody says. Buffalo, 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 no. his hometown. Why yeah. is he going to go to Buffalo and lose all the time? That that team no. is a loser team. That's all. It's a loser they, culture. It's a loser culture, and, and it, they showed it again last night. Okay, with Kyle Oposo playing his a thousandth game, and the Boston Bruins come into town, into their own building, the number one team in the Eastern Conference, and they're and one of their arch rivals. And what do they do? They come and they just they, they don't even show up to start the game. It's three nothing before ten minute mark. It's a, it's a joke of a team right now. And we had this conversation this morning. The Buffalo Sabres don't get it. So Patrick no. Kane's not going there. He, I think he'll either go to two places. The Dallas Stars. That's what I said this morning. I, I, think, it's per, I think it's perfect there. Also, most the second best American hockey player played there as well, Mike Madano. He'll be perfect. The first there. player. He's the number one best player, New well, born player ever. I'm sorry. I put JR number one in my book. That's why Thank not to be a home for that one. So... I think you'll go there, or the Panthers. I think the Panthers would be perfect to put them in that slot with um, the wing and stuff. What, what, what would you say if I told you the L.A. Kings? That would be intriguing. It'd be very intriguing. It'd also be kind of weird for me to see them in silver and black, but I'll be cool with that, honestly. Would, I it think, be, I, would it be absolutely crazy to say that he goes to the Vancouver Canucks? Yes, that's. I don't think you'll. I don't think you'll go to a Canadian market. I think he wants to go to a market where there's no state tax. I think Dallas, Dallas, or <laughs> South Florida. <laughs> think of oh, Trevor, listen, you had me until there. He does. No state tax is not going to get uh, Patrick Kane to uh, whether he's going to sign with a team or not. He's got more money than all of us. Okay, can. how about this one? How about I this like one? Yeah, I like I like it, L.A. a lot. I like mm-hmm. L.A. a lot. I like Florida a lot. I hadn't heard Florida before. I really like Dallas. Can he fit into Toronto? I don't think so. I like the other three teams you guys just mentioned. Hey, Captain Johnson, he says he won't go to Canucks because he wants to win. You don't think the Canucks have a chance to win this year? They have been blowing teams out, and, and Rick Tockett has got that Rick, team Rick going Tock. like crazy. Tock, yeah. How about this one? I would, and listen, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this on a – telling you I don't know what the caps cap um, – Situation. situation is what about las vegas golden knights that will be the craziest like could you imagine if patrick kane goes to the las vegas golden knights they always 
they always seem to be able to fit people in somehow. So they'll, everybody they'll wants to go play for the Knights. It's the best place to play in the National Hockey League. Never. It's the most exciting place to play in the National Hockey League. It's the most exciting town. It's the what, some of the best travel. Like, yeah. I, I don't, why wouldn't you want to play in Vegas? 100%. Also, you're, you're the number one story of the town all the whole time anyways, and no one's going to hound you like media, like Toronto, with a microphone in your face every day. So you guys, have you guys seen a game in Las Vegas yet? It's like a nightclub with a hockey game going. Yes. I went, I went the first year when the Flyers went out there. I did Phoenix, and I drove to Vegas with my uncle, and we drove out to Vegas and stuff. So See, yeah, hey, Cap, Captain Ron likes my likes my pick of the Vegas. They need another finesse guy. I'm telling I, you. Yeah. Jer, I refereed a lot of Vegas games. Very guilty. <laughs> I'll just leave it. I, I, thought, I thought you got suspended or you got sat when you drank the night before the game. <laughs> oh, you just did that quietly, huh, Tim? Is that I think you did it quietly. So you want to get it? So, hey, so, hey, Trevor, so, Trevor, while you're here, I do have to say I'm very impressed with the way the Flyers have played this year. I did not give them this much credit to be as competitive as they have been. Yeah. And I think it's really, really cool. Chris Blaine says, Kings. Kane to the wings. I kind of think, see that too, by the way, with, with, you know, getting, going in there and playing with his old teammate, you know, the guy he just loves playing with and he played there as a kid. Don't, don't be surprised if Kane ends up in Detroit, that could be a really good call Blainer, but oh, yeah. uh, back, back to the flyers. Yes. Playing more like flyer hockey, right? Yes. I will say this after taking a sabbatical off last year, because I didn't want I wanted the GM gone. Um, Chuck Fletcher, I I'm, I appreciate the move of Keith Jones and Danny Brayer. They finally got it back to what a flyer hockey team is. You play all yeah, four, four right? periods. You check. You score goals. You may have to fight here and there, but they have like quality pieces in there finally. Yeah, especially, I really especially agree. Scott Walker too. Yeah, and, I really agree. And Sean Couturier back as well. They start. Well, he, he needs he needs to play some good. He needs to play better hockey, and and the goaltending needs to make sure it, it stays up to par. But I think. I think um, there's no question that uh, Briere is bringing it back. Keith Jones is going to bring it back, and and yeah. Tortorella is going to make sure they play the right way. Okay, buddy, I'm I'm gonna have to let you go, Trev. Good to see Thanks. you, my friend. Hey, I don't know if you I don't know if you're looking at the chat the chat line right now, Tim. But there's there's a lot of really good things being said um, on the chat line. Um, Vegas only has 5.7 million on the cap, no cap space. Uh, Keenan says that Showtime in Hollywood. Alec uh, Abel says it's pretty. I, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see where Patrick Kane wants wants to uh, to drop his drop his hat at. But um, is he still got enough? I don't think he's got a lot left. Like I, I, I you know what? It pains me to say that, but. I don't think he's got anything left, Jr. I saw him in New York last year. He, he made no difference to the Rangers. I think there's a lot of hype because it's Patty Kane. I get it. The guy deserves it. He's won three cups. Amazing player. One of the best players ever uh, from, the, you know, American-born. Hall of Famer. I get all that. But I don't think he's got any I – don't, I don't think he's fat. Listen, I don't think he's fast enough for the game anymore. Is he smart enough? Absolutely. We know his skill set. We know all that. But just watching him in the playoffs last year for New York, I just don't think he's got anything left in the tank, buddy. And it yeah, I, listen, there's, hey, that's okay, especially after a big, big, a big time surgery. You know, I mean, that's that could that very well could be. Um, 
only time will tell, right? Only time will tell. We'll see what happens. But um, uh, we talked about we talked about the Buffalo Sabers. Um, why? Like, there's there's a problem. There's a problem in the league when a team doesn't show up for 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 a, a game against the Boston Bruins when one of your teammates is playing a thousand games, and a team that just doesn't seem to have any heart and I know you wanted to ch- you wanted to chat a little bit about the Buffalo Sabres but what is it about these guys today that there's just no inner inner anger or inner drive or inner fire that allows them to come in and know who they're playing like the Buffalo Sabres are playing the Boston Bruins the number one team in the East Coast if there's ever a time to get on a roll to get the team together and to play behind their captain Kyle Poso for his thousandth game and go out and trounce the Bruins and they were down three nothing by the 10 minute mark and, and Kyle Poso is beloved by his teammates he's one of the nicest guys I've ever read well they didn't show it for him well I know that's what my point is and, and the two things happened last. So first, oh, and then to throw salt in the wound, Tage Thompson's out for a significant period of time. It's, it's, I hate to say it, but this loser mentality that you talked about, it's almost like it's accepted in certain organizations. And I saw a play last night where Rasmus Dahlin, very clean check, stood up Brad Marchand. Great clean check, but knocked Brad on his rear end. It was like a pack of wolves came and attacked Rasmus Dahlin from Boston. Boston, yeah. you, you and I talked about it last week with Toronto having to ha- having to have a team meeting because of, to address team toughness. It's either it's either a culture that is built into your franchise and your organization. You either have it or you don't. And the same thing last night in Winnipeg, Nicholas Ehlers, Ehlers very rarely fights. Um, fights. He doesn't even know what fight. He can't even spell fight, let alone fight. And Brendan Smith from New Jersey plasters a Winnipeg forward from behind. Could have been five in a game, but a boarding penalty. Ellers comes in, flying in, and fights the guy. I like that team toughness. I don't see that with a lot of other teams. And Buffalo just seems to me it's that organization, and maybe Ottawa will turn it around too, but you and I and every other hockey pundit in North America, said this year, Buffalo and Ottawa were ready. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring on we're gonna bring on another pundit here um, onto the show and see what this pundit has to say. Um, I'm sure he's gonna have something to say about Detroit, but um, I agree with you. I, I, I it drives me absolutely crazy to watch the Buffalo Sabers give absolutely nothing. What's up, Chris Blaine? There's my boy Jay. What's up, buddy? Don't be afraid Hi, to turn on a light so we can see that handsome face of yours. Well, I was, I was, I'm trying to enjoy some alone time, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Too much information. No, hey, listen, I'm just jumping in real quick. I love the show. Jay and I have been friends for a long time. Tim is obviously you don't love the show that much. Sorry. I wanted to rip you guys because. Last week, you guys made picks. Tim, you picked my Red Wings to beat Montreal. Jay, you picked Ottawa to beat Vancouver. You both lost. And what's great for me is I went the opposite of you guys. <laughs> my guy. And I'm making, I'm making so much cash 
going opposite <laughs> of your guys' pick. You're, you know what? You're, you know, I think you've been drinking a little bit too much because I won my pick last week. Because you know what I said? I picked, I picked, um, I think I picked Columbus to beat somebody uh, out of the ordinary. I was like a plus one sixty, and I won my bet last week. No, you had Ottawa to beat Vancouver at home, coming home to make a comeback. They got smoked, and Tim took. The Red Wings against Montreal. So, by the way, isn't it? Isn't this great that our that our 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 guests and our viewers know better than we do, Tim? What we pick, it's just awesome. <laughs> well, I just know that because I won. So, I, I I'm I'm tuning in because I can't wait to hear tonight's Good. picks. But we're gonna give I'm you something. All right. So 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 answer me this question. Yes. What's what's wrong with your Detroit Red Wings right now? They're slumping a little bit, but hey, they bounced back the other night. I was down at the rink on uh, against Columbus. They won. They're they're in uh, overseas now for the next two. These two, these two games are big. Ottawa, Toronto, back to back in Europe. Right, they're over there, and the, the, this is a big uh, big two game stretch for the boys. And they're, they're playing hard, man. It's uh, Stevie's what, got them. What, what would it, as a Detroit Red Wing fan? What would it be? What would it mean if Patrick Kane went and played for Detroit? Because that's that's one of the kind of like the the topics of of Patrick Kane. Well, the fans would love it, right? Because of, of the star power, right? And Debrinket and him together were awesome in the Chicago days. Now, does he still have something left in the tank? I don't know. Tim doesn't feel he does. I don't think he does. I'm not sure. Jay, do you think he's got something left in the tank to bring to the wing? I, I question. I I, I would have said yes if I didn't watch him play in New York last year. I think New York. I think the the pace of the playoffs really got Tim. I don't think he was effective. And now after a hip surgery and not playing for the for for the last five or six months, I think it's going to be really difficult to step in at 38 years old and be able to play the game at the level that he's going to have to be effective at. Yeah, so that would be the concern. I'd love to see him here because I've always been a huge fan, but I don't know if he's going to help the squad. So we'll see. They, they, we've got a lot of young talent down in the minors that you know I'm waiting to see pop up. But I think the wings are still – you know, a couple of years away from being right there, but they're making strides this year, which I love. All right. Well, you know what's not going to be making strides is your bank account next week because our picks are going to win this week. So you go opposite because that's what we're going to do. Okay. Buddy. I'm going to wait patiently Ooh. for those picks, boys, and I appreciate it. I love the show. And thanks for bringing me on. <laughs> You're the best, Blader. I'll see you later. All right. Bye. bye. <laughs> that's so disrespectful, isn't it? So disrespectful. Hey, but, listen. You know, I, I think he's got, he has a point. But uh, I don't know if that was last week or the week before that he, that happened. I thought we were pretty good last week. I might have been wrong, but I thought I picked a good one last week. But that's that's beside uh, the point. Listen, we got to touch on this obviously uh, on a serious note because I, I you would never say, "Hey, I was right," blah 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 blah. But we had different opinions of the Adam Johnson play in England that unfortunately resulted in, in him passing away. And Matt Petgrave uh, came out yesterday, was char- or has been arrested and charged with manslaughter. Doesn't mean that he's going to be convicted of manslaughter. And you and I certainly aren't lawyers. We don't know what's going to happen. But No, but he's going to be put in front of his peers to be decided on. What are, which... your, what are your thoughts on this news that came out, JR? It's, it's, yeah. it's magic all the ways around is what it yeah, is. Yeah, you know what? It's, 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 it's really a sad day for hockey in, in every situation. Um, only one time in hockey has someone been charged for murder, and that was 1992 in the Italian League. Yeah. There, was a, there was a gentleman that, that, that 
baseball batted somebody over the chest yep. and then that gentleman had a heart attack and died. That guy got charged with, with, um, second degree manslaughter. Um, as much as I hate to say it in sports where you have to make a decision and it's a very difficult decision because sports is such a reactionary, um, situation and to do certain things that are not, not, uh, I think, in the same realm of, of our everyday life. Sports is a very high-paced, action-packed, high-intensity, uh, high-stress situation, and you only have a couple seconds to make, an, make, a, make a choice on what you do. And we don't see... We don't see people get charged in sports because of this nature, because we know people are going to get hit. We know people are going to fight. We know people are going to do things that are out of the realm of our everyday life and what is expected of us in our everyday life. However, Matt Petgrave made a very, very bad decision to do something that was not a hockey-related play. Uh, he lifted his he lifted his his leg and his skate, which is a dangerous weapon, up to a head head height position, which you and I know is never taught in the game of hockey. Never since we've been taught as a little kid to play hockey were we ever taught to lift our skate over not even the waist level, but even more so to the head level. Mm-hmm. That's not a hockey move. It's not a hockey play. It's dangerous. And to happen in a professional game, and I don't know what Matt, what Matt Petgrave's mentality was. Sure. Was it to impede him? Was it to stop him? Was it to hit him? Was it to inflict pain? Whatever the case may be, he made that grave decision to lift his foot high enough to hit Adam Johnson's neck that caused him to pass away. Yep. That in itself is, to me, second-degree manslaughter. It is making a mistake that cost someone their life. And Matt Petgrave, unfortunately, has got to pay, I think, the consequences of what happens when you make a critically bad decision, which he did. He, did, he was not pushed. He was not tripped. This was not accidental. This was a decision that he made personally in the thick of a moment. Now, whether he's going to be charged or not and go into jail time or whatever, that's yet to be remain to be seen by his peers. But I thought it was absolutely the right call by the authorities, at least to bring charges against him for making that decision to do something that is not a hockey move and does not belong anywhere on the ice that cost a great man, his life and no, Adam Johnson. And I get your point, but guess what? There was, there's been other incidents over the years as far as uh, going back to when Marty McSorley hit Donald Brashear in Boston. I think it was in Boston uh, with his stick. He's lucky. He's lucky. Donald Brashear didn't die then, you know, because Marty would have been facing different, consequences that was not a hockey play you you know we're talking that was a a stick to the head uh that was vicious it was retribution what happened to marty did he get charged 
by the he police charge and i think he did he got probation so you know what i, I don't want to belabor we don't want to make belabor this point it's a sad situation all around okay but like you, you didn't say whether you thought it was the right it was the right decision no i i think it's the right decision to charge him i do i i from watching the video numerous times the I, the obviously and i think we both agree the intent wasn't to murder to kill the guy uh to kill adam johnson but he definitely kicked his head up to inflict pain or to you know stop him yeah. uh, to punish I would, him. Yeah, he, I would take a I would take a little chance on an unknown an unknown caller here. So it might be my boy, might be my boy John, might be might be Nick. I don't know who it's going to be, but and I, to, I would, to Keenan, he just asked, did, did Todd Bertuzzi get charged when he hit Steve Moore? And the answer is yes, he got charged for that too. Yeah, but, he got charged. Yeah. He's got he got lawsuit, and I mean, it's pretty much everything, right? So yeah, um, it really is. Uh, so listen, we uh, I've been taking some heat because we haven't talked about our the St. Louis Blues, Jr. And one of your favorite buddies, favorite guys, Craig Berube. One of the toughest to ever play the game. I'm equal. You know, I was showing Bronson fights of, of Chief last year. I said, This is the coach of the of the blues. And he's like, he couldn't believe that this nice looking guy behind the bench that, you know, wearing a suit used to act like Chief was an animal, man. He was a he was a madman. He was Trust me, trust me. I know. He came out and attacked me and beat the crap out of me. In the Chicago Stadium, after I ran into into Ron Hextall, I know exactly what Craig Ruby is all about, uh, and he chased me down for four years after I knocked after I punched him in the mouth because the referees had him in a headlock and uh, I punched him. That was and, a stupid mistake by you. Yeah, it was because he chased me for five years. <laughs> for five years, he finally got me in in the, in the middle of the Flyers locker room before practice and gave me a shot to the mouth. I'm a huge I'm a, I'm a huge Craig Ruby fan. I think I think Craig Ruby is amazing. I, I've been a little disappointed in the beginning at the start of the season for the Blues, but I know they're starting to turn it around a little bit. Um, they, they just don't seem to have anything that that sparks my interest right now. Am I wrong? You know it's a very valid point. I live here in St. Louis. You know, we've gone five, six weeks. I'm not all. I'm not pro St. Louis. We haven't even talked about the Blues. But I watch them a lot. What they have, JR, unlike some teams, they have four solid lines. They put up eight goals in Colorado a couple nights ago. They they threw a five-nothing win over Tampa last night at home in St. Louis. They brought on a new they brought on I was a big Mike Van Ryan fan. Oh, we got a St. Louis guy here. Can't wait to have you on, Captain Ron. But we they brought Mike, Mike Van Ryan. Was the coach the 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 uh, defensive coach when they won the cup? Unfortunately, they let him go this summer. They bring on bring in Mike Weber, who played in the NHL. He's kind of changing things up. They're playing much more sound defensively. Bennington, Jr. You probably haven't seen a lot of Blues games. Bennington has got a nine thirty save percentage. Percentage. He teams. has to. He, he just has to. he just got a shutout last night, Jay. Last yes. night, he yeah. is playing awesome. Um, you know what? I think I think this team is going to sur- surprise a lot of teams over the next uh, few months, Jer. Captain, We're- great, great to have you on the show, my man. I, you know, I, have been- I, lo- I love, I love your backdrop. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading all of your, all of your texts in the chat. 
I, you know, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about either what we've been talking about, or if you have something else you want to bring up with us, because we can go anywhere you want right now, Captain. Right. What do you got? Where are you going? Truth be, truth be told, I want to actually start out with basically sitting here just doing a little double ceremonial toast to Adam Johnson and his family. Thoughts and prayers to him. I, yes. I, awesome. when, when I talked about that one a couple of weeks ago on Bleacher Brothers, we, it was hard for me to go because I've been a hockey fan practically all my life, and I'm a St. Louis native, which makes it even makes it even better. So to be fair, I was I was probably one of the ones that was actually drunk on Market Street during the celebration a few years ago. <laughs> that I will, boy, I, I love I, that. I will attest to that. I'm not sure if they actually caught me on camera at the exact same time they caught Hall on camera <laughs> drunk walking, but it was fun. It was fun regardless. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm actually, 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 with, with you, Roni, on the um, the very fact of the Blues date date. I, I will be honest. Like I said, I have been a lifelong Blues fan. I I did not like how the season started, but I do like the, the fact that Barube decided to sit here and actually make some shifts, make some changes to the lineups and things like that. It seems to be working. I mean, this team literally was losing, 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 and all of a sudden they've come around. They've beaten Arizona. They just pretty much returned the favor to favor to the Avalanche. Basically, sat here and slapped the taste out of their mouths and silenced all their fans in Denver yet once again, which I'll be happy about. Honestly, I loved it when the Kraken did it last year, and it's still one of my best happiest moments. And then they just beat the Lightning. They shut out the Lightning, and I'm a second. Did the Lightning just win the Cup a couple of years ago? They did. They did. So, good point by you. So, so, so for 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 the Blues, I feel like this is a good turnaround for them, and I feel like they've they they've actually been having that point of where they have not been given that kind of kind of credibility or respect because of the fact this is the Western conference, they are in the same conference as the defending Stanley cup champs, which I'm happy about because honestly Vegas has been deserving that thing for a good hot minute. I'm even happy, ha happy for Petrangelo to actually sit here and actually hoist up another cup. I'm happy for all my blues, even Barbashev to sit here and hoist up another cup. Yeah. You know who I'm happy with? You know, I, I love Robert Thomas. I'm a big Robert Thomas. Fan. Oh, oh I mean, Robert. He's, I, He's he's got so much pizzazz and he's such a good kid and he, he's finally getting his due of 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 success, which I mean there was a little time where he was struggling, but you know, he's now leading the team with sixteen points, got sixteen gold six goals. I, I like where I see Robert Thomas going right now. It does feel like the chemistry is with these line shakes. It starts like that chemistry is more right there and I know this is a big deal for Braden Shen because this is basically he is the captain now, and respectfully, he's 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 the captain. I'm not the captain on this one, but when it comes down to it, I I'm hoping that I'm hoping for success for success for Braden because I'm gonna be honest, Benner he's always been cool hand Luke, so he's not gonna tell you when he's nervous or when he's PO'd or anything. But you can you can see it, you can you can see it, you can see it, I can see it. We know when he's upset, we know when he's pissed off, but he's still that cool hand Luke guy and. And the way that he and Hoffer are trying to actually sit here and get this, get that goaltending back, back to sync, the way the lines shakeups and everything else, I do expect great things. I expect the Blues to return, turn to the playoffs a little more fierce than they have been. And the way that it honestly looks at it right now, I can't think of anything better than to sit here and have to the point where one of our, our one of our matchups is going to be the ass. Because quite frankly, my brother is an ass fan, or as I as we've come to know him, he's an abs hole. That's how they call their fans. <laughs> they call their fans the assholes. So me being able to actually sit here and be in that, I actually want to see that. But you the know, very you know, fact, 
Captain, you know what? You, know what? You, 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 brought, you brought the goods, man. I love that you joined the show. I hope you love the show. I hope you continue to bring some of your some of your thoughts because we're going to bring you on I, all the time. I postponed. I postponed my – I sat here and cut my show because I had the, uh, the, the college football playoff to talk about uh, like an hour before yours, but I wanted to be able to cut it short. Just so I can sit here and actually come to this one, I'm gonna be. I'll keep it a hundred. I'll Damn, be honest, boy. I Thank love you. it. Hey, we appreciate it, my friend. You're a good man. You're a good. Love man. you guys. Awesome. You know what, Jer? What, what? Hey, what a great guest. What a great uh, guest. Yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Captain Ron. You know what? Uh, just watch. Uh, just watch St. Louis over the next few weeks. I think they're gonna surprise you a little bit. They're like okay. I said. They've got four solid lines. Their goaltending's been impressive. Last year, their backup goaltender was Thomas Grice, and all due respect to Thomas Grice, you know he had yeah, a great. He's a, he's a career career yeah, second backup, so I get it. Career little tidbit for you: the the backup goaltender for the St. Louis Blues is a kid by the name of Joel Hofer. He actually roomed when he played in Portland in the uh, Western League. He roomed with Ian Walsh, one of the referees that uh, that I worked with for a number of years. He Ian was his billet. And Ian praises this Joel Hofer. So they've got two good goaltenders in St. Louis. Parenko scored last night. They've got they've got a good team. So a team that's disappointed me in that division is Minnesota. And you and I both love Billy Guerin. He's under some cap restrictions right now because he bought out Suter and he bought out Parise. And they've actually had some games where they've had to only dress 17 players. But... I'm a little disappointed. Uh, uh, Kaprizov hasn't brought it this year. People are saying he might be hurt. I don't know what's going on with Mini. Dallas is obviously yeah. Dallas is obviously the cream of the crop. Right, so this is this this is this is what I would love to go to. I would love to go to because we got to get we got to get to the referee aspect of this of this show. We had we had our my my boy Gallagher in Montreal. Absolutely uh, rip rip apart the referees and the I call that they made it. in the third period the other day. And I got to agree with them. This is not the place to call a, a, a half-ass penalty call when it's a one-goal game in the third period. And do, uh, we don't have the clip to show people here, but yeah. kind of explain to everybody what happened yeah. in that game and why Gallagher is so pissed off at yeah. the referees. And were yeah. the referees right? And he and he and Brendan Gallagher very rarely speaks out. And I remember probably the last five years of my career, I'd go up to him because he takes a lot of crap from from the media, from opposing teams. Like he's a small guy. And I'm like, Gally, I love the way you play, man. Like you put your you know what? I do not love the way Brendan Gallagher plays the game. Plays it hard, plays it soul. And so there was a play last night in, in the third period of Calgary and Montreal with 331 left in the game. He's they're in their defensive end. The puck's behind the net. The Calgary player is kind of leaning up against the net. He falls down. He falls down because his feet are hitting the back of the net. And Jake Brink, the the low referee, is looking at the play, doesn't put his arm up, and Pierre Lambert. Yeah, uh, is in the neutral zone, and he throws his arm up, and he can't see it. I I know he can't see it from the neutral he zone. Can't he see it behind the net. Can't see behind the net, and he throws his arm up. So they're now they're short. They get a power play later on, but it was it was justified. But that takes the steam out of a team. The biggest yeah, listen. Do you, do you, can I ask you a question? I got two questions. 
because I thought Gallagher brought up a really good point in this in this complaint. He said that the referee made the call because of the the, the crowd that the crowd cheer the, the the fans yelled and screamed. So let me ask you a question: Do referees, or have you, ever made a call by not seeing it because of the the noise that the fans make? Because you can't tell me that they don't. Because I've seen referees that have not seen a call, and yep. the rep, and the and the the fans go crazy, and all of a sudden the arm goes up. Um, have you yes. seen it? Do you think it happens, or has it happened to you? Absolutely, it's happened. It's happened to every referee, and it's happened to me. I'd be lying if I said it didn't. It happened. To, it's happened to me. You know, all of a sudden you're like, oh shoot, what did I miss? And you know, it's unfortunate. So you call the penalty without seeing it because of the fans. Have I? Yes. No, I have not called. I have not called a penalty because I haven't seen it. I've. Well, I, that, that's, I that's, what Gallagher, not, that's what Gallagher was claiming. That's what Gallagher is saying, but Pierre Lambert. Pierre Lambert didn't, he's not, I understand what Gallagher said, but Pierre Lambert, Gallagher can say he, that the ref reacted to the fans, but I don't believe that that's why Lambert reacted. First of all, the game's in Montreal, so why would the fans react? Because the penalty, the play was against Calgary, okay? So Lambert, though, the biggest thing you can't do as a referee, you can't guess. And if you're going to guess, you better guess in the first period. You better not guess in the third period with three minutes. Great point. And th- That's a great point. Three minutes and 31 seconds to go. Because I will tell you this, the NHL with Colin Campbell and Stephen Walken and right up the chain to Gary Bettman, they would rather you miss something late in the game because you just miss it than to call something that wasn't a penalty. Wow. And that team scores on the power play on a phantom penalty and they win the game. Cause wow. guess what? that GM is calling Wacom and calling Coley going, that was not a penalty. We just lost the game because your referee guessed. Okay. Well, that brings me to a question that Andrew Peters this morning wanted me to ask you on this podcast. And so I am going to give all credit on this question to Andrew Peters because it, it comes right into what you were just talking about. And Andrew Peters asked me to ask you, are referees today, do they feel forced to make a call or are they afraid to make a call in thinking of what kind of retribution or what kind of feedback they're going to get from the league? So in essence, it's almost a two-part question. Yeah. Do they feel that they have to make calls to, to live up to what the NHL brass is expecting of them or – are they too afraid to make a call because of what kind of repercussions will come down from the National Hockey League? Because the National Hockey League and Gary Bettman and all, the, all those people, they their fingerprints are all over the referees. So I'm going to answer actually the second question first. I would say no, uh, no to the second question, which was that they're not that they're not afraid to make calls like they're not afraid to step up and make a call okay the first part i would say yes to that question and they're not going to like it you believe that they need to make calls to to suffice the league correct and the reason i say that is because the league wants to maintain a standard throughout the season and they they the biggest the biggest criticism that we would get 
over the past few years from the media, media driven, not player driven, media driven, was the NHL standard is slipping. As the season goes along, when the games become more important, the refs tend to let the, more things go. Gary hates that. Stephen hates that. Coley. So our guys feel they have to maintain the standard throughout the year. And I'll give the guys credit last night in St. Louis. I think it was St. Laurent and I forget the other ref. I think there were two penalties against Tampa and zero against St. Louis. So I give those guys credit because don't make stuff up just so that you can maintain this so-called, not so-called, the standard throughout the season. There are some nights, as you know, we don't see any checks thrown in a game. It's pond hockey. It's up and down. If if they're not doing anything, don't wake them up. Let them play the game. Let them play. But, I remember, but I remember the last couple of years of my career, I had games late in the year. I go, shit, we haven't got a penalty the whole game. And I'd look at my partner and go, we don't want a no hitter here. Like we don't want to go the whole game without a penalty. Cause if we do, the league's going to think that we're not to call in the standard. Hey, Nick, do you, do you, hey, Nick, do you think the, do you think the referees are afraid to make a call? Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, I kind of chimed in there on the chat there. I asked about, is there more pressure on the refs uh, in the playoffs to potentially make or not make a call? You know, obviously that's a great call. That's a great question. Tim. I'm, uh, Nick, a hundred percent. There's more pressure, and I'll tell you why. Regular season, I call a game. I call a, a high a penalty in St. Louis, and it's game forty-five, and and Tampa scores in the power play. They win the game. You know what? People forget it the next day, two days later. The playoffs, every call is magnified. Every power play is magnified. Teams win and lose usually in the playoffs. On, on special teams, penalty kill, and power play. So in, in the playoffs, if you're going to call a penalty, you better make damn sure that it's a penalty that the NHL thinks is an NHL-quality penalty. Because if it's not, you're going to get crucified, and you won't get out of the first round. You'll be sent home. Shoot, I wouldn't know, Tim. Sabres don't make the playoffs, man. <laughs> That's a good point, buddy. Hey, That's listen, hey, Nick, we uh, we made mention now of the, uh, the Buffalo Sabres, and, and we'll make this really quick because we're almost at the end of time, yeah. um, showed no heart against the Boston Bruins and no no gratitude yeah. towards their captain in his 1,000th game to even show up to play a game and mm-hmm. got absolutely trounced by the Boston Bruins. How, did, yep. how does that make you feel as a Buffalo Sabre fan? It, it's rough, man. Um it really makes you kind of question the leadership in the locker room. I, I heard you on the, after the whistle. I only got to listen to about half the pod on the drive today. I'll probably listen to the other half tomorrow. But, uh, you know, you mentioned, like, who's going to step up and be that leader. I, I honestly don't see one in the locker room. I really I really don't. You know, you brought back the exact same team that you had last year, brought in a young goalie, you know, who you're expecting to be the savior of the franchise, and I don't think he's ready for that. And... uh you know they're they, they need they need something extra and, and they just don't have it and you know it, it's, it's pretty crazy man me, it's mediocre crazy. buffalo like let me ask you so let me ask you this question tim i'm gonna I, i'm gonna ask nick this question and then i'm gonna let him go and i want you to ask this question too answer this question is it okay for a 22 year old in rasmus Dahlin, who now makes over 10 million dollars a year who's a who's a, a an all-star 
who is not vocal and he doesn't speak English is not his first language. Is it out of the question or bad to have a guy like Rasmus Dahlin stand up in the middle of the room and yell at his players to get the hell going? Or is it not in his DNA and he should, because he's young, not say anything? Nick. So personally, I don't think it's in his DNA. But does it have to be in his DNA? It shouldn't have to be. It's it's just like the same thing in the media. Should he do it or should he not do it? A- absolutely, he should be. A, he's he's probably the hot one of the longest tenured Sabers on the team, minus Akposo. So he Georgia. has. He, so he, you think he has the right to stand up and yell at his teammates and saying, "Get the f going, boys! This is I, BS, man." I, I don't care if you're an 18 year old on the team or you're the oldest guy in Akposo on the team. Why? Tell me why. It's that's leadership 101. You, you, you play. What if you, what if, what if you have what if, what if you're young and you haven't paid your dues yet? You got to do something to get the, the team going. Amen. 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 Nick, you're the best. Amen. Nick, that a boy. JR, that's a great point. You just brought up about, you use the word pay your dues. You had to pay your dues when you got in the league. That's the way it was. And you know what? That wasn't a bad thing. You had to wait a few years before you could Jeremy Rona could sit up, stand up in a dressing room and and give his two cents and be a leader. That was kind of the way it was. I don't think that's the way it is now. I think whether you're 20 or 28 or 32, if you're a young player and you got the jam and you've got those leadership qualities, you should stand up in the room. Stand up. And by the way, by the way, I don't care if you're if you're. 22, 34, 52, or four, there has to be a point in your gut where you are so mad at losing that you don't even give a a rat's ass what anybody thinks in there. Somebody's got to stand up and say, enough is enough, boys. Let's start playing. I agree, buddy. I agree. Okay, so we're at the end of the show. We're at the end of the show. do you want to say something else real quick before? Hold on. Uh, because not that you've been hard on him, but you, you, because of the hype and so on, Connor Bedard, you gave him a C, I think, a, a couple C weeks plus. ago. C plus after six games. Yes. Okay. He's got 13 points in his last 13 games. What do you give him now, Jared? So I'm giving him an A plus right now because he's nice. scoring goals. I love it. I love I'm, it. I'm giving him an A plus right now because he's scoring goals. He's playing well. He's having fun I playing. Agree. Um even though the team's not winning, he's showing leadership as the as the person that we expect him to see. Exactly. And the reason the reason why he's doing that is because he's having fun. Yeah. I think the pressure is off him because the media that if you go into NHL.com, you don't see Connor Connor Bedard as the first picture on 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 NHL.com. On NHL network, he's not the first guy that they lead off on. The media is finally leaving this kid alone and letting him play hockey and have fun. Well, and I'm so happy that they that they that they have done that because look what he's doing right now. He's playing with he's playing with confidence, he's scoring goals, he's got Chicago energized. Now the rest of the team's got to come along and play and, with him. And I, I get that the league did it this way. His first five games, Chicago or uh, Boston, New York. Montreal, Pittsburgh. Toronto, Pittsburgh opening night. He was he, he was put up on this 
on this high mountain right off the bat in all the top cities. So good for him. Good he's for him. A- exactly. You know, good for Connor Bedard. Good for the way he's handling it. Good for the media for leaving the kid alone. Leave the kid alone. He's going to be a superstar. You know what some of these teams are? Hold on. One of the, you know what some of these teams are missing? They're missing a guy like Nick Felino, who I absolutely love. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Bedard gets awesome. hit. Bedard gets hit Sunday or Monday in Florida. What does Felino do? He comes right over to I think Kulikov and is like giving it, giving them the business. That yeah, is the- but I, again, okay, yeah. You know, I love Connor Bedard, but I would like Bedard to stick up for himself too. I don't, I haven't seen his face change one time. I have never seen a, a facial expression Good on point. Connor Bedard change. I want to see a little bite out of him. I want to see him turn around and slash somebody in the back of the legs and tell him to f off. Yeah, Connor Bedard has not had any emotional or verbal bite in his game. You had Brad Marchand came after him. He got hit by Kulikov the other day. He He's going to get faced with people in his face. Matthew and, gave it to him a bit. And if he just continues to sit there and just yeah. turn around and skate away and not show some bite and some aggression and some anger, he'll get abused. He's, yeah. he's, he's going to get abused. Yeah. So I want Connor Bedard to get a little angry and little bite and a little mean streak in him and start chopping some people because if people are going to chop Connor Bedard, he should be able to protect himself to a certain point. Yes, of course, everybody else is going to because it's Connor Bedard, but Connor Bedard cannot have the blank baby face every time somebody says something to him. He doesn't change. I don't like that. So I'm hoping that changes with Connor Bedard. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, bet online. Listen, you're going to make a bet. You want the best odds. You want the best projections. You want to know where to go to make your bets. Bet online is the best place to go. We are going to make bets about tomorrow, Thursday. Tim Peel, who is your best pick for tomorrow for bet online? The best pick of the day for snipes and stripes from Tim Peel is this might surprise you, buddy, but I've got Arizona. They're in Columbus. I love, I've watched probably five of Arizona's games. I love how they're playing. I'm going to pick the Arizona Coyotes over the Columbus Blue Jackets in Columbus tomorrow. I like that call. That's amazing. I'm going to go a little bit more, um, a little bit more risque. I'm going to take the Calgary Flames over Vancouver. I think Vancouver's been on an absolute run right now. Calgary is starting to show little signs of life. Um, I think they're going to be at home. I think they're going to take advantage of another Canadian team being close. I am going to take Calgary tomorrow uh, against Vancouver. It's very unpopular. I know they're going to be underdogs, but I think for your money, Calgary is going to be the best bet. Buddy, I don't know if I would take that one, and I'll tell you why. I'm not a big fan of his, and I don't think it's a secret, but Nazem Kadri came out today and said, I do not want to be around for a rebuild if if this team's going to rebuild and Craig Conroy. You know what? No, I don't count. give a crap what Nazem Kadri wants to say. Nazem oh, Kadri's going to play no matter what what the situation is. Well, he's not playing very well, so. 
Well, hey, Blainer says they're going to the Jackets and going to the Canucks. Good luck, Blainer. Listen, everybody, <laughs> thanks again for another great show of Snipes and Stripes on NoFilter.net. It's been a great Wednesday. Make sure you tune in again next Wednesday. Everybody, thank you again for jumping on to our chat line, for for joining in on the um, on the knock button. I'm sorry if I didn't get to anybody, everybody, but uh, our guests that we did have tonight, Tim, were amazing. You were amazing. And you started it off with a bang tonight. So well done, my friend. Good job. Good job, buddy. Thanks again. Great show and love you. And we'll see you next week. All right, everybody. It's another episode of Snipes and Stripes on NoFilter.net. We will see you next week again, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific. It's been a blast. We'll see you next week.